1: Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, here with Ron Hicks, pastor of Henderson Memorial Baptist Church. And we got a number of topics to talk about. Uh, The first one is sanctuary
0: cities for the unborn. Sanctuary cities for the unborn. I've not heard that term until you just introduced that to me. I like it, though.
1: Yeah, I just uh, saw this news item on LifeSite News the other day, and it caught my attention because sanctuary cities is a term We've heard quite a bit about mm-hmm. in um, public conversation over the last year or two, this is sanctuary cities generally is where you have local governments, usually bigger cities, that are refusing to work with the federal government by identifying
0: illegal immigrants. They basically say, we're, you can come here because we're not going to uphold the law. We're not going to uphold at yeah. least federal law. Yeah, when right. we're You know, if ICE, which is Immigration and Customs
1: Enforcement, mm-hmm. if they're looking for people who should not be in the country, They often usually work with local authorities, Mm -hmm. local law enforcement, local uh, mayors, that kind of thing. And many cities like San Francisco have said, we are a sanctuary city. We will not work with federal law enforcement
0: and uh, the encouraging. illegal immigrants yeah. are free to stay yeah, here. Encouraging illegal immigrants. Look, no. come here, and we'll, we'll shield you from, from the federal government. No, the, the sad thing about that is that they
1: are, uh, you, to use this term, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is they might have convictions that illegal immigrants should be here, but also those law enforcement officers at the local level or those, the mayors, elected officials at the local level, Depend on the rule of law. They depend on people following the law. And if they say publicly that one group is has a free pass, they don't have to follow the law. Exempt from the law or certain laws. And and we're going to defy other authorities that we're supposed to work Mm -hmm. with. What the mayor and that city council has done is
0: they're undermining their own authority. And they say you citizen can pick and choose which one of our laws that you're going to uphold. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we did that. We cherry picked. So so you guys can as well. So
1: there's a crisis, I would say, at least in those uh, local settings, a crisis in the rule of law, a crisis of authority, and they're sending the wrong message. I'd argue, Ron, even maybe this is why we're seeing some of the violent protests take place out on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. Portland, Seattle, uh, those areas where we're seeing people that are defying local authorities. They're defying the law and they're
0: damaging private property. Well, yeah, let, me uh, throw some, let, me, let me throw a, a ball in your court here. Mm-hmm. Let's say that the, the officials out there are pro-immigration, and I'm pro-immigration. I don't think anybody's not pro-immigration, but under the rule of law. Let's say that, that they don't like the immigration laws, and so, and so they're saying we don't like the immigration laws. What would you say to them would be, would be a better way for a citizen who doesn't like a law to be able to to circumvent that law as opposed to just saying we're just not going to adhere to the rule of law what, what would you say yeah. instead you of making know, a sanctuary you know, say, I, what I, would you say instead
1: yeah i think the obvious thing the first thing that comes to mind is the democratic process if you don't like a policy if you mm-hmm. disagree with the policy start a conversation you petition your local government those that are in a place of authority and where they can change policy you start the conversation with them you bring your best arguments to the table, you try to persuade them to your side. If that doesn't work, guess what? Vote them out. You can vote them (laughs) out, that's right. You can find somebody that does represent your values Mm -hmm. and work for them and help them to get into office, but uh, defying the law isn't the way. Uh, Resorting to violence or destruction of property isn't the way. And uh, unfortunately, that, uh, that is the case in uh, several cities right now across the
0: country. Because unfortunately, and when I want to say unfortunately, <clears throat> you'll have a protester who has the mindset because they're in this mob mentality, hey, we're sweeping along, we're destroying things, we're doing all that. We can't be stopped. Yeah. And they're going to run into a group of people who have equal resolve, who say, you will not destroy my property. Yeah. You will not encroach upon my right. freedoms. And, and yeah. then life is lost. Ron, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the city of Louisville
1: actually has black militia in the downtown area right now. Just got wind. uh, I was talking to a state house candidate the other day who was telling me that there's a white militia group from Georgia coming up to defend private property. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a result of the breakdown of conversation. Just did a recent program on that. This is a result of the breakdown of the rule of law this is the breakdown of um, conversation between the races. Uh, and now you have militia in Kentucky's biggest city uh, armed. Many of them will be armed. They're ready to, to fight. That's not a good place. No. Uh, by the way, Louisville, for a while, I'm not sure what the status is now, but for a while had a sanctuary city policy. Mm-hmm. The mayor... Had directed the local law enforcement to not cooperate with federal agents when it came to identifying illegal immigrants.
0: Hmm. And I guess all all this in Louisville has to do with the, maybe the, the the statues or the monuments that are that are causing uh, some friction well, between whether people think that they're appropriate or inappropriate and we won't get to delve into that yeah. but I, I assuming that maybe the guys from Georgia are coming to say we're going to protect monuments and other, you know, you know, I'm I, I, you not, know. I'm not sure. Who knows what it's that, conver- but we do of know it the right, there's right, been right. a powder keg right. and there's been violence. Sure. I've
1: got, I, I can, I wish that the listeners could see several pictures on my phone that were sent to me from a state house candidate in Louisville, uh, of businesses in downtown, the downtown area that have been boarded up. Uh, he took about a 30 second video of, uh, just driving down the road and, business after business had their windows boarded up and their doors boarded up. Uh, one of them was the Economic Development Center, I believe, all boarded up. Out of fear of... of, of fear of destruction of property, fear of having a brick thrown through their window. Uh, and the business community is crippled. It's at a standstill mm-hmm. in Louisville. And uh, I responded back. I said, this is surreal. It looks like a hurricane
0: zone. It looks like right. they're planning for a hurricane. So I hear you saying that when a local government says we're not going to adhere to the federal government law we're not going to adhere to the law then then the next kind of a natural natural progression is the citizens of that same city are going to say well then we're not going to up we're not going to adhere to to that's local right. law that's and right. so so you have this this spirit of lawlessness if you will that's perpetrated from the government down to the citizens I think tree. that's a good way to put it okay. there is a spirit of lawlessness and that creates a spirit of fear
1: mm-hmm. and then it creates a spirit of i'm going to take it into my own hands and what defend my property or to you know get a gun gun sales are at an all-time high yeah and uh this is the result i i think it's a lack of leadership it's a lack of wisdom particularly at the local level i'm thinking of the mayors in our cities who uh are are defying federal laws like sanctuary cities i want to pivot to something else sanctuary cities for the unborn that's what i introduced this segment as uh
0: Which is completely different than kind of what we've been talking about. Completely different. I understand that. I would say
1: it's a lawful effort. Okay. So Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn is an effort started by a right to life organization that's been lobbying local governments to enact ordinances. That would ban abortion centers or the procuring
0: of abortions in their communities oh so they're saying they're saying you can have an abortion if you want to but just not in our town you, we're, we're not, not going to allow that's okay. right that's right uh, it looks like this
1: uh, from what i understand it started in texas texas right to life has put together model ordinances depend, that fit different situations different sized cities And they're lobbying local governments. And how many of these
0: cities are? There's
1: 14. Wow. 14 sanctuary cities for the unborn across Uh the country. The most recent uh, was a city in Texas by the name of East Mountain, population of 797. They became the 14th city recently to pass a law banning abortions within their city limits. The Texas Right to Life organization sent out a press release right after this and They referenced Amos 515, which says this, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the city gates. Mm. Uh, So they're biblically motivated. These Mm -hmm. are Christian people who believe that it's the obligation of a city council to enact justice and to protect the unborn. Ron, we are up on a hard break. Stick with me and we'll unpack more of this in just a moment.
2: Growing up as a child, who did you turn to whenever you had a crisis? Who was your source of strength? Who held you in the darkest situations and became your beacon of light? Most of us will recall the love of our parents, our grandparents, our family. But the harsh reality today is that there are many who face the dark places of life totally alone. Since 1869, the mission and the ministry of Sunrise Children's Services has been to help children in crisis. That need grows every day in Kentucky. Everyone with a passion for children can join us in giving hope to children in need. To learn more, just visit sunrise.org or call 1-800-456-1386. Matthew 2540 tells us, The King will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. Now's the time to be a child's source of strength. Come help us at Sunrise Children's Services.
1: Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson, here with Ron Hicks, and we are talking about Sanctuary Cities for the Unborn. Ron, uh, we've heard of Sanctuary Cities for Illegal immigrants mm-hmm. in the country where mm-hmm. local uh, law enforcement and mayors
0: are not cooperating with federal officials to identify illegal immigrants by the way there's over 40 cities in countless counties who who have signed the sanctuary city thing not for the unborn but but for making to letting people know that we will not cooperate with the immigration right. people so
1: so that's sanctuary cities is largely is what we know them. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about sanctuary cities for the unborn. I like it. Texas Right <laughs> to Life, I like it too. I yeah. think it's great. I think they're going to get a lot of criticism.
0: I was going to ask you, to, have they been challenged in
1: court yet? They, they have been. Mm-hmm. There's a, The ACLU has challenged them. And then there's been a countersuit against the ACLU. Sure, so we'll sure. see how that, uh, how that pans out. But uh, this is a threat mm-hmm. to the status quo that says abortion is a fundamental right that women should not be told what to do with their bodies, and that you cannot interfere in any way. So this is a huge threat when you have local governments actually enacting laws that push against that and that say we will protect the unborn within our city limits. And that's why the ACLU has filed a lawsuit. Ron, there's a biblical idea of not just from the book of Amos that I just read, Mm -hmm, mm But a biblical idea
0: of sanctuary cities. Yeah, yeah, Old Testament it, it, idea. It, it's completely, it's kind of completely different. In in the Old Testament, the, the, there was a um, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth mentality. If I was a smart guy, I could t- I could tell you the Latin phrase for that. But
1: Lex like Talionis.
0: So you're a smart guy. Yeah, well, no, I'm not trying I, to show was, off. They, no, no, no. You, just, no, you, no, you I, asked for the term, I, t- I had to give it to you. Right, and and that that means
1: uh, it's a law that, of retaliation. Oh, and right. by the way, so I need to add this. Okay that law was never practiced the israelites did not cut off hands if you uh harm somebody else they did not pluck out an eye the idea was
0: you will compensate something right. the value of what you <clears throat> took from them and and also to limit like if if i if i did something if i was outside throwing rocks and i threw a rock and hit you in the eye um it, somebody couldn't take everything that i own right. they, they couldn't chop my legs off the only re- the, form of retaliation could be up to uh, what the, the value va- of an eye right. is. Like so you if, didn't, it, yeah. if it cost you your livelihood, you'd right. have to compensate,
1: usually right. with money yes. or with some kind of resources. Right. Right. You'd have to compensate, but right. they had a just. That
0: was a just well, way to compensate somebody who was harmed. And speaking of just, if it, it, sanctuary cities in, in the Old Testament dealt with taking of a life, um, if you took somebody's life and it was premeditated, well then you you paid with your life. But let's say that you that that you accidentally took somebody's Sorry. life um uh you're out practicing, you know, with your slingshot and you don't know a guy's behind a bush and you hit him in the head and, and it kills him dead. It, yeah. Accidental. Yeah. Okay? The family would say, "Okay, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You you took his life, we get to take your life or take your livelihood." He would flee to a sanctuary city. Yeah. And it said that when he got to the sanctuary city, he would plead his case to the officials. Yes. The officials would say, "Okay, yes, this is very clearly an accidental thing." Yes. So 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 there there needs to be um Uh, there needs to be justice but no you cannot take this man's life but it also said if you if he pled his case before the officials and they deemed that it was premeditated it actually said, okay, he's no longer under the freedom of that sanctuary city. He's to be turned away from That's the right. altar and to be put to death. Yeah. So it had to do with uh, unintentional That's taking right. of life. And so sometimes people say, and the reason that we're bringing this up, is sometimes people say, well, sanctuary cities is a biblical principle. The Bible even says. Yeah. It's specifically for the taking of human life, right. and it's to make sure that justice is done. So the sanctuary cities for immigration is nothing like the sanctuary city in the Bible. That's right. However the sanctuary cities for the unborn gives somebody an opportunity, the unborn, to plead their case before the city officials. Obviously they can't speak, so God has ordained that we should speak for those who can't. So we speaking for those that can't and say Nobody should intentionally take the life yeah. of somebody else. Yeah. So, so this point. is a safe place. So, it it if any one of them is 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 based in biblical principles, sanctuary City for the unborn. Yeah, would that's be. that's well said, Ron. Uh, and this is something I
1: would say is needed in a day and age when in this country, it's close to a million abortions are done every year. In Kentucky, last year, is over three thousand yeah. abortions <clears throat> that were done. Tragic, All of them, tragic. it is a tragedy. All of them at. EMW Women's Center in Louisville. Uh, this is where abortion in this country—ninety-nine percent of the cases are for reasons of convenience. Mm. Only one percent are for rape, in health, Australia. or to save the life of the mother. That—that mm. that those are the only reasons. One percent. So one percent. So this is a birth control method in this country. The right to life battle and the in the the effort to protect innocent life in the womb has been waged since 1973 when roe v wade legalized abortion on demand in this country and you see this effort by groups like texas rights of life or groups in kentucky working to change the laws uh, an effort to protect innocent life and i would say that ron you and i uh, we made it into the world our mothers chose life but today somewhere in the neighborhood of one out of every four women in this country will choose to have an abortion. That means that another human being has not had a chance to live, to come into the world. And I think that we have misplaced, a lot of the conversation has been in the wrong direction, maybe even with the wrong tone in mm-hmm. some cases, but uh, we, we, their focus has been on, what about the woman? Don't tell the woman what she can do with her body. Don't infringe on this person's right. But we've we've forgotten, what about that human being? A new human being comes into existence at conception. Yeah. That new human being has genetic uh, individuality, unlike any other person. It's just a not for fully formed. A
0: human egg will never turn into a bald eagle. It'll never turn into a Norwell. Look that up. It'll never turn into, right. that right. <laughs> never yeah. turn into anything but... Yeah. a human being. As, Can I put my pastoral hat on? Go ahead. For like listener, yeah. um, particularly uh, uh, our ladies or, or maybe men who may have um, uh, financed or been involved in the decision of an abortion, we want you to know that we're not, we're not throwing you under the bus. We're not, we're not speaking down to you. We understand that sometimes very difficult decisions are made and, and sometimes they're wrong decisions. So you may be living with the pain of, of having an abortion or financing an abortion. We want you to know we're we're for you. we're we're not against you. Obviously, we're against abortion. Um, but but God is in the restoring business, yes. the reconciling yes. business, and we want to be advocates of that as well. So uh, we love you. there's there's hope, there's help. There's all kind of places that you would be able to, uh, we, we, we forgive you. you there's, you there's been no harm against us whatsoever, but we want you to know we love you. We forgive you. Um, and we want to do everything we can to restore
1: you. And there's so. forgiveness in Jesus. I absolutely. think that's something that you
0: forgive. you and I
1: know each other pretty well. Yeah. I know your stuff pretty well. You know, my stuff, absolutely. but by the grace of God, I mean, we'd be, still be in our stuff. We'd still yeah. be a mess. Absolutely. And it's Jesus's grace. It's now. his forgiveness. It's his goodness to us yeah. that changes us. That's it's right. It's changed you. Yeah has changed me and it can change everybody in the listening audience Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. if you're just tuning in you're listening to the commonwealth matters and we're talking about sanctuary cities for the unborn we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute hi richard nelson here with the commonwealth policy center it's clear that america is being torn apart we're seeing injustice violence and destruction of property in some of our big cities historical statues of our founding fathers have been vandalized And some are even pushing to defund the police. This has brought fear and discouragement to many. But now is not the time to pull back or to disengage. That's why we are launching Faith Wins Kentucky. Faith Wins Kentucky is dedicated to educating, activating, and mobilizing Christians to vote biblical values in the November election. We believe that America is a special nation whose institutions are undergirded by biblical values. We're blessed with freedoms and liberties beyond compare. But if we care about our freedoms, then we must be willing to protect them. To learn more about Faith Wins Kentucky and how you can make a difference this election, go to faithwinsky.org. That's faithwinsky.org. It's clear that the news media isn't always fair. In fact, there's lots of far-left bias and political gamesmanship. No surprise there. So if you're looking for a perspective that's grounded in the truth of Scripture and our nation's founding principles, then get plugged into CPC's resources. Sign up for our e-newsletter at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Commonwealth Policy Center. And we're on Twitter at cpc for kentucky Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson here with Ron Hicks, and we are talking sanctuary cities for the unborn. Tell
0: me about that again for listeners who might be tuning in. What what is that exactly? Yeah. Because I have a follow-up question.
1: Yeah. So these are local governments that have passed ordinances that say abortion clinics are not allowed, nor will abortion be allowed in our communities. Texas Right to Life has worked with local governments across the country 14 cities have enacted these, Mm -hmm. but they've created ordinances that are specific to the size and the situation of each of these cities of different population levels. But it's really an effort, Ron, for Mm -hmm. elected officials at some level of government to take a stand and say, hey, the unborn are going to be
0: safe. They're going to be protected in our communities. Not in my city, not on my watch. That's right. If somebody who's listening, this program goes throughout the state of Kentucky, and through the internet around the world, literally. Yeah. If somebody is hearing this and they say, "I like that idea," yeah. I, I want our elected officials to consider that. Yeah. What what? what Assistance? Can you guys? I'd provide? love to talk with them. Yeah. I would love to have them send me an email, mm-hmm. uh, Richard at
1: commonwealthpolicy.org Richard at commonwealthpolicy.org Okay, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Send me an email, and uh, I would love to talk with you. But I okay. think that if we want to become a culture that restores and protects the sanctity of life, if we want to do some practical things, mm-hmm. especially at the local level, right. this is one of those things. That can be done. Mm-hmm. Sanctuary cities for your community where we city councils go on record as uh, <clears> being a place where they're not going to allow abortion clinics. I don't even use, like to use the word clinic. A clinic is a place of help and healing. It's a center it or it's a be, business,
0: right? an abortion business. Mm-hmm. Because they're not helping to save life. So if, if there's a listener out there, Richard at Commonwealthpolicy.org, they shoot you an email, you'll be able to help connect, you'll be able to help organize, and that's one of the things you guys do. If yeah. um, you look for candidates who share biblical values, you help train those folks, you help to be get involved in local government and helping yeah. folks to be able to set policies and that sort of stuff, yeah. um, um, driven by the... By the but by, by, by biblical principles, uh, it's not a party thing. It's a it's a policy thing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so so you, you guys are kind of neck deep in all that stuff. We are. Some might be thinking, well, local governments
1: have no business dealing with abortion policy. And I would beg to differ. Uh, if you look at the founding of our country, our founding fathers defied unjust rule by a king. King George was trampling on the rights of American colonists. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, sending prisoner prisoners, sending soldiers to quarter in the homes mm-hmm. of the colonists. He was seizing the arms of the colonists so they couldn't defend themselves. He was uh, confiscating their uh,
0: goods as they were how, being traded. How many traded. usurpations were listed in the declaration? 20, I believe it was 27 yeah. usurpations. These are all the things that he's doing that are against, they're, they're infringing on our rights. The right. founding fathers listed those 27 right. violations right. of their rights mm-hmm. as
1: free men, uh, the rights of Englishmen. Mm-hmm. And they, they appealed to the laws of nature and of nature's God. Nature's God, right. They uh, appealed to a higher law and as the leaders here on the continent they defied the king Mm -hmm. that was treason right but they said king george you are usurping the rights of the people you are acting the role of tyrant you can't do this Mm -hmm. the reason i'm talking about this is because there is a doctrine of the law of lesser magistrates right you're just explaining that to me yeah yeah, if there is a a higher higher authority that is violating individual rights, the lower authority that will uphold those individual rights Mm -hmm. is the true
0: authority. So we're talking about the city council versus maybe the governor. If the city council says we're going to protect the rights of the citizens of Hopkinsville, that's where we are, Um, and the governor... It, it won't do that, then the the law of the lower magistrates, the people that are the closest to the electorates, right. are going to have the best interests of the. Is that what I hear you saying? Right. That's exactly okay. right. So this doctrine was
1: formed by Christian men in Magdeburg, Germany in 1550. This is rooted in the historic Christian. Christian 50. Wow. So a few years ago, right? A <laughs> little older than you, Ron. About when you were born, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this was rooted in the historic Christian doctrine wow. of what is called interposition. Right. Interposition, big word, but it's simply where one steps into the gap, mm. placing themselves between the oppressor and his intended wow, victim. Wow, I love it. Interposition can take place verbally or physically. That's what our founding fathers did for us. That's and what Jesus did for us. That's what Jesus <laughs> that's did for us. Right. And that's a, that is a theological yeah, term. Absolutely. He interposed. <clears> throat> he throat> interceded mm-hmm. for us. Wow. But this, the reason I, I'm going in that direction of the founding fathers mm-hmm. and going back into history with what they did in Magdeburg, Germany- is because these 14 city councils across the country have interposed themselves between an unjust law, unjust rulings, the Supreme Court Roe v Wade ruling, mm-hmm. unjust, you know, mandates from various governors or others who are pro-abortion and the unborn. They have interposed themselves right. and they've said, "We believe that the sanctity of life is paramount. We believe that abortion centers should be legal and we are going to pass ordinances and restrictions on abortion centers and on the uh, carrying out of abortion. Well, and people
0: who are pro-abortion go all the way back to the founding of our country, also, and they say within the Constitution is the the right for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's right. And so, if you if you say to a woman, "No, you can't have an abortion," then you are you are infringing on her right to live her life the way she wants. To. So, so they go all the way back there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there there is equal evidence for us to be able to refer to to be able to say hey wait a minute from the very beginning of this conversation there's been this idea we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights the right to life that's right and so life begins at conception and so if there is an unborn life that life has the same right to liberty and to happiness as somebody who's already been born it does at one point ron you were a human embryo yeah at one point I, Richard
1: Nelson, was a human embryo, and both of us are very grateful to our mm, mothers yeah, praise God, that they yes. chose life. And I want to speak to the mothers for just a moment. God bless you mm-hmm. for choosing life for yeah. your unborn child. Yes. Uh, God bless you for nurturing and, and taking care of that child. Mm-hmm. God gives women, I believe, uh, most women, the desire to nurture, to care for children. If if Not everybody, but many of them. And if you, in this day and age, decide for life, for your child, even if you're in a crisis pregnancy, uh, you don't, might not have the support of a family or even a husband uh, or a significant other. You may be going it alone. Let me encourage you to choose life, uh, to, to hear, it, to listen to that God-given um, innate uh, desire that mm-hmm, God's put in mm-hmm. you, to, to at least bring that, mm-hmm. that human life into existence. And if you are not able to care for it, for that child. There are uh, adoption options. There are interposing, there there are
0: women that'll step in and say, let me stand in the gap. Let me mother and nurture that child if for whatever reason you're unable to do that. There are
1: close to 60 pregnancy care centers across Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And if you are listening to this program now, and if you're in a crisis pregnancy, send me an email and I will help you. If you are looking for help, if you need some encouragement, if you need a place to stay, uh, contact me through my email address, mm-hmm. richard, richard at CommonwealthPolicy right. That's Richard at Contact me, and I will get you the help that you need. Ron, Amen. we are out of time what? already. It's been yeah. The sanctuary time. cities
0: for the unborn.
1: Yeah, pray about it's it. Good, pray about it. Contact me if you would like to learn more. If you're a city councilman or commissioner or mayor, and would like to learn more about that, or citizen, send, send me yeah. yeah, send me an email, Richard at CommonwealthPolicy God bless you listeners. Thanks for joining us.